Hey, how's it going? Welcome along to episode 115 of Tommy G Talks. I'm so excited for you for this episode. It's a big one. It's really, really good. And my special guest for this one was none other than Mr. Ben Coomba. Ben is a podcast legend. He has his own podcast, Ben Coomba Radio, that has been going now for, I think it's like eight years. I might be wrong. He definitely talks about it in this episode, though. And He's done like hundreds of podcast episodes. He's done loads of different things with the fitness industry, different business ventures from uh, his own training company where he trains personal trainers and he trains nutritionists all the way through to his awesome supplement range, which we proudly stock at my gym, Reasons Fitness. Ben has also been a speaker at my events, the Super Self Summits back in 2018, 2019. And you know what? He's just an all-round great guy. He's a he's a real fountain of knowledge. And what I love about the way he portrays himself uh, every single day through his social media and the way he represents his brand, his company, and his own persona, he's just truly authentic. He opens up in this episode, talks about some of the recent struggles he's had and the way that he's overcome those struggles. He also shares his experiences of becoming a dad very recently and how that's changed things. The topic that we were talking about in this episode is work-life balance and I really like the fact that we were talking about this and not something more in alignment with what Ben would usually be talking about. In fact, Ben has been a guest on this very podcast, I think two times, possibly three times, you can go and listen to those at any time you want and you can get loads of great nutritional advice, loads of great lifestyle advice. But this is very much about the work-life balance equation, how to keep yourself in a good positive headspace and making sure that you're firing up on all cylinders. So I'm going to play the jingle now and on the other side of that, you're going to hear the live broadcast discussion that I had with Ben Coomber uh, just a few days ago now. And you know what? If you're listening to this right now, do let me know. Tag me on Instagram at Tommy Gentleman and let me know that you're listening and what you take from this episode. All right, let's get into it. Welcome to Tommy G Talks. Ben Coomber, welcome along. This is the third time that you and I have had the privilege on my on my podcast. Just want to kick things off tonight by saying how different I feel now talking to you, as opposed to the first time that you and I did a, a Facebook Live. I've been saving this for a special moment, and I feel like the special moment is now that I was so nervous. The first time you and I, I was like, this is such a big deal. I've been following this guy for years. He's done like hundreds of podcast episodes and I hadn't really had any sort of guests on my podcast before. And this was like 2017. And I just remember being so, so, so nervous about it. Today's different. I'm nervous because I'm excited about what we're going to talk about and how we're going to approach tonight's topic, which is work-life balance. Ben, for anyone who doesn't happen to know what you do and who you are, give us the quick rundown and then why you're excited about talking about work-life balance tonight on the podcast. Over to you. Yeah. 
So first and foremost, I'm just a dude. So no one need be nervous. I'm just a guy like anyone else. Uh, I'm into nutrition, love speaking about mindset. I've been in the industry 14 years now. I got into the industry because I used to be obese, have many health challenges. Those challenges led me on a path to losing a lot of weight, uh, relinquishing myself of those health issues, then becoming more athletic and then trained to become a personal trainer. I then sort of felt that my calling was bigger and went into public speaking, got into the online world. I've been an online coach for a long time, have an education company, a supplement company. Um, my podcast has been around for nearly seven and a half years now. So there's cobwebs all over me from an audio perspective. And yeah, I just like trying to inspire people to live a more awesome life. Awesome is the word. And before we kind of you know let's give it the juice it deserves mate look at this little plug little shameless hey. plug yeah awesome protein oh you can't see it there it is awesome protein so ben is the guy behind awesome supplements uh, for those of you that know of the company but maybe not the face there it is right there and um we could talk about that uh, in a little bit but ben work-life balance mate as i was saying in the intro my observation of you is you don't you, you just don't dance the dance that you don't need to dance. Like if you see something and it's tempting, my observation is that you don't tend to get involved because you very much focused on what it is that you need to do. Am I right in thinking that? If so, how do you keep out of those kinds of things, those tempting projects or causes that might come your way that you think, you know, I could, but I'm not going to. 90% of the time I do it. Um, we all, all have moments, misjudgments, we're tired, etc. You know, it's practice. I think over time you reflect on where you find frustration in your life. And I'm a very reflective person. I spend time thinking, journaling, exploring, musing. And, you know, a lot of people get caught in these habit loops of doing the same thing over and over again, getting frustrated and then being like, oh, I did that thing again. And it's like, I'm very quick to say, well, why don't I not do that again? Like, what do I need to change? What process needs to change? What belief do I have that I need to let go of? And, you know, there's a point in anyone's journey, physical, mental, business, relationship, where you've got to stand there and go, all the things that I've been doing and believing have got me to here. But to get to that next step, I then need to rewire this bit, change this bit, change this habit. So, you know, I do a lot. I'm a busy guy, new father, but it's just time management. Like you've got to get up. Everyone's got the same amount of hours in the day. Um, I work probably the same amount as most people now, you know, don't get me wrong though. It took me a long time to build my business to where I am today. I didn't work seven hours a day building my business. I worked 12 hours a day building my business. So I can now work six to seven hours a day. So it's all a journey. It's all evolution. And, um, it is tough to say no to people. Like I get it. It's not a nice emotion, but You've got to put your time and energy into the people that mean the most to you in your life or that you can have the most impact on with your skills and expertise. And when you started out, you know, when you started to build the different areas of your business, did you have that end goal in mind of, I would like to be able to get to the point one day where I don't have to do as many hours as I'm doing now? Not really, because I always knew and always trusted myself and just kind of went with the process. And also I kind of had these milestones. Like when I have kids, I want to be in a really good position. I want to have the house that we want. 
I want to have the flexibility to not have to work as much. Like I want all of that freedom. I don't want to have my wife to work, like all of those things. So I built where I am today based on like a vision. It wasn't like a hundred percent, like I need to have this amount of money coming in or that kind of stuff. It was kind of like a feeling. It was a picture, which for me is a good thing because you work towards it emotionally. Also, I'm not really a very linear thinking numbers based guy. I'm quite a feely think about it, creative type guy. So I just always said to myself, like, I want to be here, I want to be there. And what steps does it take to kind of get there? And um, I think anyone can kind of sit back and say, what are the pillars for achieving good work-life balance and having success in your life? And they are the right habits and routines, the right kind of knowledge, the right kind of skill set, the right kind of support, the right kind of environment. Environment's a huge one. I don't think people appreciate the power of environment enough, the people around you, the things that you're listening to, the things that you're watching, the things that you're reading, the voices in your head. That's all environment. So Tommy, me, anyone can give someone the best plan in the world, but if it has to go into a house that's non-supportive, abusive, belittling, that plan's never going to be executed because there's no support around someone. So actually building your environment is absolutely fundamental and like before we came on this live you were talking about my home office that that I ended up getting built and again it's a it's a case of environment like when I reached this point in my life and I had my first child I was like right I want a garden office I don't want to be anywhere near the house I want to live in the country we want to have enough money that my wife doesn't have to work that was all part of the vision and we didn't execute that step in my life till I'd done all of that stuff but it's because I knew that to have and create that, I needed the right kind of environment at every stage of my life. Environment is so important. It's something that I really took from one of the talks that you gave at the Super Self Summit, um, which you've done twice. And it was all about environment, including the people who you listen to, follow, consume online. Very, very important. Um, now, there's plenty of advice that you've given on this, on your podcast, that people can get into should they wish to kind of adventure into that topic a little bit more, as well as many other things, of course. Now, one thing I, I love about how you've done things recently, we're very similar in this sense that we know what the next thing is. We know what the next thing that we must do or want to do is. Like, your, your first child was born when? What month? Uh, March 31st. March. And then tell me, when did the garden office get finished? Oh, it got finished just before. Just right. before. So it was the other way around. So it was... Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so I kind of remember thinking when I saw that, I was like, ah, okay, cool. That This guy is getting the next thing done, relentlessly focused on that next thing and making sure that all those things happen so that everybody around you can benefit from that, which I think is something that you can watch and you can see but is very underestimated in terms of how much organization that that takes, how much like concentration that takes. So if somebody's at the moment, maybe like their work's changed or their personal life and their next thing has now pushed away, maybe two or three steps because of the changes that we're going through, what would your advice be? Someone who's now looking at that gap and it's increasing and they're feeling like maybe they're failing or that they're not getting to where they thought they would be getting to this time, perhaps last year? Just have a big reset. So I talk about it in my book, How to Be an Awesome Personal Trainer, because a lot of self-employed people and business owners are kind of bad at this. And I just say, have a reset. I call it um, a lockdown where 
ironic, mm-hmm. um, where you basically say, right, from Saturday morning to Sunday evening, I'm turning off my phone, I'm shutting myself away, and I'm basically really getting down and dirty and like reshaping life. Like I'm writing a plan for this, I'm writing a plan for that, I'm having a phone call with this person, I'm moving this around in my bank accounts, I'm implementing this, I'm setting up that savings account. Like you're making all those big moves. But sometimes it takes that kind of like, again, that forced environment where you sit down and go, right, I'm not happy with where I'm at. What do I need to do? Right, I need to carve out some time. And I get that that's difficult if you're in a relationship or you've got kids and, you know, we've all got that. We've all got that kind of stuff. But, you know, I know that if I sat down in front of my wife and said, hey, Lizzie, I feel a bit in a pickle at the moment. I kind of need a reset. Do you mind, like, can I have a day? Like this Saturday, do you mind taking the kids out? Like, I just need the day to get my head straight and sort all this out. I know straight away my wife would be like, yeah, sure. Like whatever you need. Cause I've sat down and just had a genuine compassionate conversation. I haven't tried to push her away or say like, I have to do this. Like I've, I've sat down and said, this is a good thing for me. I need this. Will you help me with this? And she can see that it will bring a lot to our relationship if she gives me this. Um, so yeah, just sit down and have a big reset. Do what needs to be done. That's great advice. And just making sure that guys listening to this, that you pick up on that, that having a high quality conversation with someone about how you feel and what perhaps you need or would like, or what they maybe even think would help is so important because we can make too many assumptions. And then those assumptions cause conflicts. And then that's when we lose our temper and we, we lose our, we lose our control in that situation and nothing, nothing good happens. You know, it only makes the problem worse and we start pointing fingers. Don't underestimate the power of what Ben just said there about having that conversation of, look, here's where I'm at. Here's how I'm feeling. Here's what I think I need to do or what I think I should do. What do you think is such a constructive way to approach if anyone's feeling like, you know, like you said, like in a pickle. Talking of that, Ben, March the 31st, 2020, you would have had an idea about how it would feel. There would have been many people saying, this is what to expect. You know, this is, hey, don't forget this. Like, oh, your life's going to change. But now that it's happened, you guys, you know, you have, you have a child, you have a daughter. And, and like, what, what have been the biggest changes for you since becoming a dad, especially on that work-life balance equation? There's two things that have changed just as a whole and obviously both affect work-life balance. The first one is almost just the emotional, I'm going to use the word burden, but it's not quite the right word um, because that feels negative, but the emotional layer that having a child puts on your psyche, like just in your heart, in your soul, to think that, oh, before I do this, I've got to think about that small human. Like, you know, you can't get away from that. There's no escaping that anymore. So I didn't really know how I would feel with that, and I don't think you can anticipate it. So everything I do now has to be kind of like ran through this extra filter of like child. And that's a really important filter. (laughs) Like the now, the most important filter. Um, The second thing is sort of uh, controlling time. So I spent my whole life from the age of 18 to like 30 controlling time, manipulating time to my advantage. Like when I got up, when I did things, how I constructed my day, when I traveled, when I worked, when I played everything. And I can control little bits of it now, but I have to have massive amounts of flexibility. 
and you know you think it, you think you get into a routine uh, and then the baby sleep pattern changes and you're like oh, you know and you, you'd organized it with your team you'd got it right in your head so um there was a point where I was recognizing that frustration and I picked up having therapy again and I said I just need someone objective to sit down with me and just help me out and she's been great we've been having sessions once a fortnight and she recommended a great book for me as well which was a a philosophical business book um all based around like um eastern philosophy um and it's been an incredible help it's been absolutely brilliant for me so that was the big thing about work-life balance it's like what's actually important now and there's three key things my wife and her well-being the baby and its well-being and my work and business. And then wrapped into that is health. Like I would, I could easily sit here and say my health is my priority. But for me, all of those things are on autopilot. Like people have said to me, like, how have you kept up with your good nutrition during lockdown and with a baby? I'm like, well, I ordered the same food from the supermarket. I cook the same meals. Like I'm a healthy guy. Like all those habits are there. It's the same with fitness. Like I'm in the routine. Like I, I want to go for a run or I want to go to the gym. There's not, it's not an emotional strain. It's not a, yes, it's a bit of a time burden, but let's be honest, you can get a good sweat on in 30 minutes. Like it doesn't take a huge amount of time. So all of those things are on autopilot. So as long as I've got those things in my day sorted, I can then say yes to family, yes to other friends, yes to social occasions. But all of that stuff has to come first. When you were talking about therapy there, um, for anybody that kind of thinks that, there needs to be a massive catastrophe in, 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 in one's life in order to kind of need that. What advice would you give? If you can look at yourself in the mirror or when you look at yourself in the mirror, sorry, and you say, I could be a better person. I could uncover some stuff. I could, achieve more, realize more, be a better lover, be a better dad, be a better whatever, then therapy can help. Coaching can help. Therapy is just a form of coaching. It's just deep. Like you're going to the inner core. So I am one of the most vulnerable humans on this planet. And I realize that I have to be vulnerable to grow. So at every stage in my life, whether it's professional, personal, I'm willing to get on the phone, Skype, meet a therapist and say, look, this is what I'm, I'm, I'm struggling with. And it doesn't have to be kind of like a negative struggle. It could be a positive struggle. And that that's equally something that people need help with. Um, I just think it's kind of a, it's a bit of a new societal thing. If we think about, you know, generationally, like no one really talked to therapists like sort of beyond 30 or 40 years ago and probably in the last like five to 10 years it's become more of a thing as mental health has become more of a problem and there's been raised awareness but we've still got this kind of stigma around oh you go to a therapist when there's a bad problem it's like for me I go and seek help when I simply need help navigating the future or myself so when I went to my therapist I went to her and actually said there's no problem Like I'm not in pain, I'm not really suffering, but I want to be a better version of myself. And I can feel that there's some things that I just want to understand better. And I actually think I understand it fairly well, but I just need a really skilled ear to listen to what's going through my brain. And she's been an amazing help. We've talked beautifully. Some days you think 
nothing's really been spoken of because it hasn't been this like an aha moment. And then two days later, you're like, ah, ah okay. And again, it's just releasing like these layers, these like 1% layers from your inner being of like, ah, I feel freer. And that's what I feel right now. I feel freer. Like I'm in lockdown. I'm a new dad, but I feel the freest I've felt in absolutely years. Well, well I'm, I'm super happy for you, man. That's really great to hear. And um, it's also wonderful how you share that vulnerability and also make it you empower others with the way that you articulate that because you make it sound like it's an asset and it is an asset it's something that you can add to your life into your routine another person who you can have in your corner uh, like you would on a more sort of binary subject like nutrition or fitness would you have help with that of course you would if you had a goal and it's bringing somebody into your corner team so to speak and having that there is a really positive action rather than perhaps where the traditional trade of thought comes from, which is of being broken or having, you know, to have medical interception into the way that you're living your life every day. Now you said about free, go on. Just a second before you go on every, I want to bring this up because I think it's really important. Every time someone has spoken to me about therapy or getting coaching, they always cite the cost as like the big problem and they see it as like something that's going to be taken away. Well, someone's going to take money away from me. I'm not sure I'm going to get anything back by speaking to this therapist, speaking to people and coaching. You just have to see it as an investment. Like I've just told you. And if you're, if you're listening or watching to this and thinking, Oh, I quite like Ben's perspective. I kind of want to like get there. Well, I'm telling you as a guy who's been on this massive journey I'm still doing it. I'm still getting help. And I pay quite a lot for my therapist. Like she's really good, but she's an investment. And I feel the freest I've ever uh, uh, have done. So if you can scrabble together pennies by not buying alcohol, not buying whatever, it is the best investment that you will ever make in releasing layers of your brain. Thank you, mate. And everybody will benefit from that. You know, the people in your life, especially the ones closest to you, because they're the ones that see closer to that core every day. Even if you don't know that, they see it. You know, they, they know you better than anybody else and they will. Now, you mentioned the word free. You said you're the most free that you felt. And I'm interested to know uh, what, what would be the opposite of that for you? Like, what would be the complete contrast to that feeling? Oh, it would be burdened by my thoughts in a very negative way. So I am spending a lot of time like in my head, crunching problems, people, situation. There would obviously be a financial factor to that where I felt that I couldn't afford things that I maybe wanted to and just couldn't have a nice house or whatever. Um, Probably working for someone else. I've just, I've spent my whole childhood being under a regime and it just made me want to fight out and break out on my own. Not being supported would probably be um, not not easy, not having good people around me. Like my my mum is a very liberal thinker. When we were younger, she was always like, look, go do what you want. I'll support you. Like real unconditional love of just go do what you want. So I think that would start to be what freedom didn't look like for me. Um, maybe if I didn't have the ability to travel and explore the world. And freedom's a very, very important word for me. Like on my like life goal board, freedom is the top word. 
to live with freedom, freedom of thought, freedom of movement, freedom of adventure, freedom of finances, like all of that stuff. And I'm not saying um, like all of that came easy. Some of those layers comes very easy. Like financially, it's actually quite easy to be fairly free financially. Like as soon as people start to earn like 30, 35, 40 grand a year, like you can afford most good things in life. Like that can give you a good freeing feeling. Other things take time, the mental side of it, maybe the physical side of it, depending where you're at, maybe the health side of it. I just think freedom such a beautiful word that like more attention could be put on. Yeah, I love how you've, um, how you've brought that another level there. Thank you. Now, in terms of the little one, what thoughts do you have about your relationship now with this understanding of freedom and what that what what's needed to get to that level of understanding which for all of us is the same there needs to be a journey there needs to be a battle or two there needs to be some kind of situation where you feel like you're under a bit of pressure or that you're struggling how do you feel as a parent like when you look at your little one you're like well you're gonna have to go on your journey and of course I'm gonna do everything I can to support you but this is your journey because one of the things that I really struggled with was when I had Lincoln whenever my, my first um I remember thinking, like, I, I will do everything I can to protect you, but I can't protect you. Like, the, the world is yours to go and find and figure out. And that's a scary and empowering thought all at the same time. Where are you with that? Because I know you're a deep thinker. And I know that you would have had those kind of thoughts going through in various different levels. What's your take on that? I've only just started to think about it now, if I'm honest. Okay. Like- of like that future journey me and the wife were actually talking about it on our morning walk this morning and um it's interesting because i want to make ivy strong resilient intelligent capable um but like you i want to protect her but i think about what i was like when i was younger and the kind of things that i did the things that i got up to and the knowledge that i had and i think actually if i can equip ivy way beyond her years where I was like emotionally, then I think she'll do really well and she can go out and make all her own mistakes and all that kind of stuff. So like for me, I'll be really happy. I think I'm a very, I will be a very liberal parent, but as long as like she's got an emergency credit card in her, you know, her wallet that she can use to get a taxi home or whatever, I think she'll quite often make the right decision because I know that as a parent, I'm going to bring her up in that, in, in that way so all I want is, as a parent, to make her strong and capable emotionally to really guide her own journey and her true self. And I won't get in the way of any of that. I'll just support it. And like, as long as someone lives their truth, there's nothing more you can empower someone to do. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you on that one. And um, like, in terms of support for you, like where you mentioned like your mom and you mentioned um, you've got people in your team and that like, and obviously your therapist, but where else do you draw support from that, that maybe even places that people don't know that you've drawn that support from them? Oh, books, wise people. I just can't, can't recommend, you know, being a bit of a stoic about life. I think you've got to invest time in learning from the wisest people around the world. There is some incredible books. Like at the moment, I'm reading a lot of books from like the 80s, the 90s, like real philosophical business wisdom, 
mindset books. So the greats, I take comfort in the greats. Uh, my wife, um, but I'll be really honest, and I don't know if this comes across in the right way, but myself, like I really, when I've got free time, I just want to spend it in my thoughts because I trust myself to come to the conclusion of a problem. And I believe so many people out there would progress in life so much quicker if they were just able to trust themselves a little bit more. So when people come to me and ask like really simple nutrition questions like, Ben, how do I eat better? Like whatever it is, I'm like, you know how to eat better. Like why can't you just sit back five minutes and say, how could I eat better tomorrow? What choices could I make? So when I think about support, I really am a very intuitive, deep person where I'll just sit, be, question. And this is a skill I've had to learn over the years of letting go when the answer doesn't come quickly. A lot of people are uncomfortable with that. And I was very uncomfortable for a long time because I'm a very reactive person. If I, if I can fix something, I'll fix it. Like if I've got you know an issue with the wife, for example, I'm, like, I'm trying to fix it. I'm like, let's have a conversation. I want to debate it yeah, out. Let's do it now. Let's yeah. do it now. Let's make it good. Therefore, I need some space. Like, you know, you have to become comfortable with sometimes not knowing the answer, but trusting yourself that you will find the answer if you give it time and the right attention of thought. Ben, what's what's the worst it's been, mate? Like on this on this podcast, we have a lot of um guys, and by the way, if you're watching this uh and you're learning and you're picking something up, do share what it is that's connected with you if you're watching live. Um my comments feed has refreshed itself and I can actually see your comments now. Um so thanks. So people like uh Dan, Gary, you guys that tune in all the time, Carlton, um, you know, what's your take on what's been discussed so far? And if you're listening to the podcast, do tag Ben and I. Uh my handle is at Tommy Gentleman and Ben, I believe yours is at Ben Coomber, is it? Just all yeah, great. Well, that's easy. Tag us. Uh, let us know what you make of it. Um, ben, when on this on this podcast, we do tend to cut to it because I think it's very important that people listening know that they are not alone because it's very easy to listen to all the great stuff and all the things that someone's learned and and still look at it as if you're looking through a window at what, what's possible for someone else but not for me instead of looking at a mirror. So if you could help in the listener now just by going to that place and letting us know for you what what has been the hardest thing for you like when it when it was the worst for you and what was it that helped you take that first step out of that uh, I'm going to quote a recent experience because it feels the rawest. And that was, uh, I think it was about week 10 of lockdown. I had like a proper meltdown. Like I haven't had it for a while. And just everything came to the head, like all of the emotions and the tiredness of being a dad, like um, me pushing myself in business to kind of grow, not being able to kind of exercise as much as I wanted to, like all just came to a head. And it's hard for people to do this, but the only solution, in my opinion, is to turn off all the noise, switch everything off, and literally just take a holiday. And again, it's that reset button. Like sometimes you can't put your finger on a problem, but if you take away loads of layers of your life, you free up time and energy to be able to sleep and nourish and think and explore. So I got up one morning, it was a Wednesday morning, I remember it clearly, and it was about 4.30am because that's kind of when I get up and I just stared at my laptop screen for like an hour and just nothing happened. My brain felt dead, 
I felt numb. I felt emotionally drained. And I just wrote a message to my team. I said, I'll see you at nine o'clock. I'm going to have a quick meeting and then I'm off for a week. And I just cleared my diary and went. And you know what? It took me to about day five to actually get some clarity on how I felt. And then the next day I ended up speaking to my therapist and she helped me a bit more. But, you know, sometimes in life, this stuff is confusing. It catches us out. And because it's accumulation of so much stuff, like so much emotional burden, so much time time pulling us in different directions, the only way to free yourself is to just retreat. And there is no weakness in that. Sometimes you've got to retreat to just have a chill, get your thoughts to be able to move forward. And that's, that's what I did. I just had the strength to say to my team, I'm off. And all of my team just went, Ben, see you later. Everything will be fine. We'll see you next week. Like, and it was just great. I came back, nothing was wrong. I felt brilliant. I had a renewed sense of energy. So yeah, that was sort of the last time. And um, I turned everything else and turned everything off, sorry, and retreated and got my, got, got my mojo back. <laughs> yeah. Now we, we talk about the, um, the warrior analogy here quite a lot. And if you think about the word retreat from a battle perspective, you only retreat if you haven't got a strategy or you feel like you're getting overpowered and it's not going to end well. And the only reason that you would retreat is because you still believe in the end goal. If you didn't, you would not retreat and that would not end well. So I love how you use that word because sometimes we do need to go back and we need to figure it out. We need to sit with our, our fellow warriors, but we always need to look inside. The answer is always inside. And I think what tends to happen is a lot of people look outwardly for the answer. And that's why Ben's advice, guys, of stopping and turning everything off is very, very important because otherwise your thumbs will try and find the answer and you won't find it because the answer is inside you and you need that bandwidth. You need that energy and you need that space to be able to actually figure it out because quite often the answer is actually there. It's inside you. It's just being drowned out by all the distractions and all the other insecurities that you might be thinking and feeling at that time. So what Ben's saying is very important. Don't overlook that. And I'm going to share a really funny story with you, Ben. It's quite weird, actually. And I questioned it at the time because I'm quite, I'm quite intuitive, and especially when I take myself out and I tune into myself, I'm, I'm able to really start to figure it out. And I was struggling quite bad um, after the second Super Self Summit. And I think that might have been... Yeah, it was, I think it was one, the first one that you spoke at. And I've shared this story a couple of times, but not for a while. I took myself camping. I just said to Kelly, I was like, Kelly, I, I need, I need to go, I need to go into the woods. <laughs> I need to go into the woods and take a tent and just take like a night away under the, under the stars. And I, I don't know why, but I need to do that. And so I did it. And I remember sitting there, mate, and I was looking at the sky and I was like, right, come on then. What do I need to do? And I asked myself, I said, what time is it? That was the question that came into my head. What time is it? And bear in mind, it was August. My answer was February. I was like, why? What's going on there? And of course, that was the first event. And it was this fast journey that I was on, this big, like fast trajectory was taken out of me. And I tell you what, mate, I went to sleep. Here's where it gets super spooky. And I woke up in the night and Ben Coomba. (laughs) Yeah, honestly, and this is going to freak you out, Ben Coomba. And I remember thinking to myself at the time, like, okay, like I, 
like you said, I trust myself and I trust this intuition. So like, there's a, there's obviously something there, but what? And I left and I've left it like even till now. And the reason why I think is because us talking about that now, if you're watching this or listening to this, please. And if it's, if it's you, if it really is you and you are the one that's struggling and every single word that we're saying right now is hitting home and you're like, yeah, that's me. Yeah, that's me. Yeah, that's me. Please, 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 please take some time out. Speak to your partner in the way that we spoke about 20 minutes ago. Say to them, I'm not feeling great. This is how I feel and it's what I think I need to do and make it happen no matter what because the consequences are too bad to face if you don't do that. You have to go. You have to go take that space. If that's you, if you're like, yeah, the guys are right, please do it. Ben, anything to add? Just turn off the noise. Like, delete Facebook off your phone. Delete your emails. Like, sometimes you have to force your environment. Um, like you said, you were like, right, I'm going to go into the woods. And you knew that if you hang around at home, you try to facilitate that that environment, things would get in the way. And sometimes you just that's where you have to go kind of extreme but great things can happen yeah they can give yourself space trust yourself ben i want to finish on one thing we had a little interlude um about a week ago where you sent me a voice note and the um conclusion that we both drew from that was perhaps we could do more perhaps we could do more to not and, and not in an energetic sense but just in a caring sense to recognize the journeys that each individual human being may be on at this current point in their lives. Do you want to just kind of explain how that happened and what you took from that? Because for me, it was listen to what you were saying and then be that myself. Care more about each human being. Every pair of eyes that I connect with, every pair of eyes has a story. There's something happening. There's something going on. There's great stuff. And then there's battle scars and everyone has them. What was your take on that? And let's finish on that bit, mate. Yeah, so I uh, was chatting to you on email and at the bottom of your email, it has your TED Talk. And I was like, I've never, never watched Tommy's TED Talk. So I was uh, watering the garden. So I was like, well, I'll click Tommy's uh, mm-hmm. TED Talk. And I watched the whole of your TED Talk um, while doing the email. And I just sat there and I thought, we have so many conversations with so many people every day online, especially online, especially me because I'm in that space. And I'm like, how many of these people do I really know? Have I really connected with? Have I really understood? And Tommy's someone who's invited me to an event. You know, he's, he's, he's paid for me to be there. Like, he's done all this stuff. He's supported the work. And I'm like, I've never sat back and gone, who really is this person? What is Tommy's story? And I felt bad that we've got into this habit where it's just move forward, move forward. And we're just like, we're constantly falling forward through technology and it's like rather than having a hundred half-hearted conversations a month, whatever, can we have 20 meaningful conversations? Can we connect with the person a lot better? And I just know that I think everyone will experience life and people in a lot more meaningful way if we can take that time. And um, I just kind of felt bad in that moment because I was like, well, there's someone that's overtly supported what I do and has been a fan. And I don't really know. And actually, the guy's got a really powerful story and there's uh, true wisdom there. And there's a lot of evolution through um, what a lot of people, what a lot of people would almost be crushed by, you know, emotionally an experience like that. I just thought I could do better. I could do more. 
so what I've actually changed is um, I so when I get like WhatsApp, WhatsApps and things on my phone, I like lead. They're always the last thing of my day because I like you said we've talked about focus, we've talked about balance. But there's actually a lot of people that I want to connect with a lot more and I want to have those conversations. Um, so after I have my morning break, I walk up and I stand on a tree stump in my garden and I just look out into the garden and I just do all my WhatsApps, make a phone call. And I just like just go a bit slower. And I just try and understand and just kind of connect. And that's um, sort of the shift that I've had from that. And, um, you know, it's not perfect. I'm trying. Um, you know, time is still a precious commodity. But um, I want to understand more and, and, and be a bit more connected with some. So, I love that, mate. I appreciate that. And I appreciate you, not just for the time and energy and what you've shared this evening, which I'm sure will echo in the various different platforms on the internet for forever. And anyone that's listening to this, do let us know on Instagram at Tommy Gentleman, at Ben Coomber, um, what your thoughts were of this episode and what you're going to do. Perhaps just to do a little bit more for yourself and then how you can better connect with those around you. Ben, thank you so much for being here. Um, you know, I'm always there to support you, cheer you on. Uh, I love what you're doing. I love what you represent. And I, I've known that for, for many years, but more so now than, than ever. Um, you're a true role model, not just on a professional level, but on a personal level. And um, I really, really mean that, mate. So thank you for being here. And guys, thank you for tuning in live watching. Do drop a comment. Uh, give your appreciation to Ben. Let him know what you've taken from today and how it's going to be positively impacting you moving forwards. Anything to add, Ben, before we disconnect? No, whoever's listening, just go away and be more awesome. Love it. Thanks, everybody. Ben, I'll talk to you soon, mate. Appreciate it. See you, man. All right. Thank you for listening to this episode. I truly do hope that you enjoyed it. You know, wasn't it great just hearing from Ben and talking about some really cool topics there? Um, let me know what you thought of it. Tag me at Tommy Gentleman on Instagram or on Twitter. And yeah, we've got some really cool guests lined up over the next few episodes. Um, so stay tuned. And as always, I always welcome your thoughts, questions, queries uh, on the stuff that we've talked about and anything else that you'd like to see more of got some really 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 interesting conversations lined up on this one on this podcast and uh there's some great energy behind this at the moment um so i'd love to know what you think if you've been listening for a while a few weeks months or maybe even years then tell me what you think about you know the the interviews that i'm conducting with these people and what kind of thing you'd like to hear more about all right all right take it easy until next time see you soon bye